I am solar powered, powered by the S-O-N, Jesus. Come on, man. There's no weapon in hell that will prevail against my life or your life if you choose it. This is the anointing oil that we'll be using tonight and later on if y'all if y'all want to get blessed, man. You know, the word anointing means to lather or smather on the sheep. The, 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 the shepherd would smather it on the sheep to prevent the fleas and the lice from getting on their head because it would aggravate them. It would distract them. So the anointing is powerful when you use the oil. Whew, I love coming down here, man. I love coming down here. I get to travel and preach at a lot of places, and, and by far this is one of my favorite houses to come to because you've got people hungry and excited. You know, give y'all selves some. So this is my first time. Bear with me using a, com a computer. But I brought my paper, too. <laughs> and I brought my Bible. So we're ready, you know. I wanted to share something that the Lord was speaking to me. You know, I, I want to encourage you guys. Get some time with God, man. Find your place, wherever that may be. Some of you have an office. Some of you, it's at the side of your bed. Find your place with God. And get alone and let him just chat with you for a moment. Amen. Pastor, you don't understand this, but let me just share with you. I, I, I preach, and I preach a lot, and I teach, and I go to churches. And something big happened since last night. I've had over a dozen churches from Africa, uh, Sri Lanka, India, Florida, Ohio, calling, praying for you guys today. Over a dozen churches from around the world paying attention to what's happening here today. Our pastor, Pastor Randy Garcia, sent me a message, man, and it touched my heart. When you're in this battle as a leader, you get lonely. It gets hard. You don't have friends that you can just go be honest with sometimes. So I would encourage you, keep your pastor lifted up. You imagine if everybody kept him lifted up and first lady lifted up three times a day. That's 120 people praying all through the day, man. I'm grateful for the men and women of God that pray over me. I'm grateful for the ones that prayed when I wasn't saved. Preachers and people teach Job 42.10 wrong. This isn't in the notes, but we'll let God do what God wants to do. Job went through a lot, and, and the Bible says that he received double. But in Job 42.10, it reminds us that he received double once he prayed for his friends. There's power in praying for your friends. And those friends are the ones that humiliated him, laughed at him, mocked at him, told him to quit, walk away. And he still prayed for his friends. Man. So I get excited when I find out there's a new hater on my list. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to receive something for just praying for that. Look, the Bible says that we should bless those that persecute us. When, when people come against me, I start getting excited, man. Our ministry doesn't teach to be of this world. It just doesn't teach it. And so right now, I'm going to do something that's a little strange for most churches, and, and, I, and I'm sure pastor's going to be okay with this because it's by the Lord that told me to do this. We're about to give a message here that's going to change your life if you want it to change your life. If you want to stay stuck where you are, stay stuck where you are. That won't affect my life. Because even though I have an amazing life, I want a better life than this. And so what we're going to do, Pastor, I'm going to pray for just a minute before we start the word. And then this is going to give you guys time because some of you need to repent for whatever you did last week, this last night. And I want you to have clean hearts to receive what God has for you. So we're going to pray. You just pray where you're at. God knows your need. I was teaching the men yesterday that... He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. It's the same word yesterday. The promises are the same. He still delivers. He's never gotten watered down. We wet, we wet it down all the time. We sugarcoat it, but he doesn't. So I'm going to pray. And, and, and the Lord gave me, check this out, man. The Lord gave me Jeremiah during worship. Jeremiah 20, verse 9. It says, then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more of his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary, weary, forbearing, and I could not say it. You imagine if we could just worship him and live our lives if it's this fire shut up in our bones. You would want to release that. You would want to release that. You wouldn't want to be, you would want to release that. It's the best friend you'll ever have in your life. 
This is the topic that you should boast about most of your life is Jesus Christ and the word of God. So we're going to take a minute, just take a minute and just pray and just pray and seek him. Bible promises where two or three are there. He's in the midst. He sees your need. He's where you're at. He knows what you've done. You don't need to be ashamed. Just repent. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to teach your word. Lord, as I say often, just hide me behind the cross. Let every word be pleasing to you, Lord. Just let every word be pleasing to you. Let it change lives. Let it set the captives free in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, it hurts your heart and it hurts my heart that we see people in bondage when they don't have to. We see people's selfishness, prideful when they don't have to, Lord. Lord, we ask that right now, if there's a need to make it known, that you just meet it right where they're at, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Give him glory, man. Give him glory. And I do encourage you because this is a Holy Ghost party. Somebody got it. It ain't for everybody, but it's available for all. <laughs> you got to get excited. You got to listen, man. You cheer louder for the cowgirls. I'm at the pulpit. You can't be mad at me. The only co-ed football team in the, in, the, in the NFL, the Green Bay Whackers, and you cheer for them. And you can't get excited for God. You can't get excited for God that you've watched him when you had nothing and he was up to something. You can't get excited, but you can go to work. Oh, no, wait, wait. I'm going to hit a soft spot. I don't know much about this, but some people play the squares. Uh-oh, come on now. Oh, 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 they play the squares. You got quiet, Pastor. They play the squares. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you got to live differently. If you want to live, we taught yesterday in the men's group, you want to sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. You want to sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. I love being on the bountiful side. I love that my children and my grandchildren have an inheritance that we worked hard because my wife and I came from nothing. I love what God has done. And nobody can take the credit for it, not even us. Right. He's platformed my beautiful wife in, in her workplace and just platformed her and platformed her and given her promotions and given her raises, uncommon faith. So today we're going to release something. Amen. It's your choice to receive it. Some of y'all are going to miss it. But the Bible declares that Matthew 7, 21 through 23 says, many on that day will call me Lord, Lord and say, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we deliver? Didn't we heal the sick? And he says, move away from me. I never knew you. See, that implies you knew him. But there wasn't a relationship. Because if there was a relationship, you would be bragging about him all the time. I went to get the barbacoa. I went to get the barbacoa yesterday morning. The lady didn't speak much English that was behind the counter. And, uh, and she tried her best, praise God, and I tried my best with a little bit of Spanish. I know we got it done, but I bought the flour tortillas by accident, right? <laughs> Don't hate, appreciate. You, you ate some, so uh, praise God. <laughs> but you know what she said, and I said, I don't know what you're saying, man, but God is so good to us, isn't he? And she's like, see, see, see. I'm like, praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, man. We're going to start here in John 14, 12 through 21. John 14. I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation. If you've never seen that translation, it's a, it's a really unique translation. And everything I do, I always start with the King James, and then I like to look at other verses and versions. So John 14, 12 through 21 in, this, in the Passion, PPT, Passion Translation. It says, I tell you this timeless truth. I tell you this timeless truth. I tell you this timeless. There we go. We got it. This timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, not in flesh, believing in me will do the same mighty miracles that I do. Amen. If that's the only verse in the Bible, that's a good one. Amen. That's a good one. If you follow him by faith, believing, you will do the same mighty miracles that I do. 
I do even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my Father. We have an advocate in Jesus Christ. Listen, man, he's sitting up on the throne. The Bible says that God's in heaven and he's looking down to see if any of you are paying attention or any of that love him or anybody that's seeking him. And then all of a sudden, his son Jesus is right next to me like, hey, 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 look at that group down there. Hey, dad, look, look at that one. Look, look, look at that Christian dad. That's what they're doing. He said, so I'm going to be up there with the father, so he's going to agree with the things that we need. So for I will do, come on now, whatever you ask me to do. When you ask me in my name, and that is how the son will show the father is really like and bring glory to him. Whatever we need, he's going to do it for us. Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. Say, obey my commands. I don't think the person next to you got it. Tell them, say, obey my commands. Now, are we going to do that? Are we going to do that? Four people? Okay. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me. And he will never leave you. Say, he'll never leave you. Say, my mom and dad left me, but he didn't. I'm sorry, guys. You know, my brother left me. My sister left me. My father left me. My uncle, my tio, my tia, they left me, but he hasn't. He will make his home in you, and he will live inside you. Verse 18, I promise that I will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. I will come back to you. Soon I will leave this world and they will see me no longer, but you will see me because I will live again and you will come alive. So when that day comes, you will know that I am the living in the Father, that you are one with me, for I will be living in you. I will be living in you. That filthiness that you did last night, Christ was right there. Those who truly love me are those who obey my commands. Say, obey my commands. Now will we do it, right? Yes, we agree to do it. I'm setting you guys up. Be careful. It's coming. Passionately loved by my Father, and I will passionately love you in return and will manifest my life in you. The reading of God's word in public has been going on for almost 3,000 years. 3,000 years, and we don't even want to open it up, but we can watch the Cowboys on football. We can watch the Spurs and... We can buy their shirts and their jerseys, but we can't buy the church fundraising shirt to help support the church. <laughs> Say, it's got to change. You're the change. You're the change. I'm the change. I don't speak this. I mean, I'm blessed, and I got a lot of cool novelty T-shirts, especially Harley Davidson's, because I have a couple of nice Harleys. But I do more for the kingdom of God than I ever do in the flesh. I promise you. The reading of God's word been in public has been going on for over 3,000 years since Moses in 1390 B.C. to today in 2021. And it's necessary for us to read and hear to increase our faith. Say, increase my faith. Increase my faith. If we want to see and do greater things, shout greater things. Greater things. Romans 10:17 says, then faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? I read the Bible out loud to myself all the time. I want to grow my faith. It takes faith to move mountains. Matthew 7, 20, Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, verily I say unto you, if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed. Now, you've studied the mustard seed, maybe. Maybe you haven't, but I'm going to share a little thing about the mustard seed. The mustard seed is the only seed, if you put it in a Ziploc bag with a cucumber, the cucumber will taste like mustard. If you put it in a bag with thyme, that thyme will taste like mustard. That mustard seed won't taste like thyme. The power of a mustard seed, whatever you put that in the presence of, will change to be the power of the mustard seed. If you got a situation, you put that mustard seed there, that situation has to change and be engulfed by the aroma of the mustard seed. It's the only seed that does that. And we got that same power. We've been given authority, but we don't want to use it. We'll say what our neighbor's doing wrong, but we won't commit to ourselves doing wrong. We're quick to talk about people. We ain't quick to shout at ourselves. I had a friend of mine that used to work out with me in the gym, and he said, the biggest problem is we lie to ourselves. So we, we have to have faith to believe. 
Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. What's the first word there? Now. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all need a right now faith. Some of y'all have a situation that you need to change before you leave the doors today. That's right now. It doesn't have to be next week. It doesn't have to be four hours from now. It could be right now. Amen. Right now. Right now. Listen, when I read the Bible, I read it intimately to myself. I take it personal. And I read Hebrews 11.1. 1, I said, George, right now faith is the substance of things. Hope, George, it's for me. It's for you. Right now faith is. Faith to overcome. 1 John 5, 5 says, Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? But they'll know you by your fruit. How many Christians say, You can't judge me, only God can judge you. I said, I'm not a judgment of you, I'm a fruit inspector. I'm coming to pick some peaches and some apple, and I want to see some loveness, some kindness, some forgiveness. I want to see some compassion. I want to see some fruit. If you call yourself, am I lying, Pastor? If you call yourself a Christian, I call myself a fruit inspector. And the Bible says I can do that because we are to know them by their fruit. Don't look at your neighbor for fruit. <laughs> He's checking it out. He's like, I'm looking. So next time someone on Facebook wants to be cute, you can't judge me. Well, then, because you're not a Christian. But if you are a Christian, I have the right to inspect some fruit. That's what the Bible says, okay? Amen. So we have faith to overcome. We have faith to please God. Man, if anybody wants to do anything, I love pleasing my wife. I love pleasing pastor. I love pleasing, I love pleasing people. If anybody knows me, man, I love to see people happy. There's not much I do personally. But I love to see people happy. Amen. But here, faith. Without faith, it's impossible, say impossible, impossible, to please him, God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that part-time seek him. No? That just once in a while seek him. When they have a few minutes, seek him. When it's convenient because I got a football game to get to, after that I'll seek him for five minutes. No, he's a rewarder for those that diligently seek him. Say diligently. 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 And if you're not in that diligent place, you need to be. Amen. Because I love getting rewarded by God. Amen. I love when someone blesses me and for dinner. Thank you the other night for y'all blessing us. But man, when the Lord gives me an ink pen, I'll take that over a $100 fleshly blessing any day. Because the Lord just rewarded me for my diligence, for my writing of all my notes. An ink pen. I get happy about an ink pen. And, I, and people give me ink pens. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. W you know, we're going to have some sloppy joes in a little while and some all-beef kielbasa sausage. And when we went to buy the sloppy joe meat, the ground beef, I was telling Pastor, we went, and it was, it was, it was like $150 for all the meats. And, and the man said, well, you know, as a church, a nonprofit, I could bless you. I could discount it. I said, no, I'm not here to get a discount. I'm here to bless you. He says, you know what, I called my church and they haven't responded and I have a few hundred pounds of ham. Can I bless you with that? Six, over $600 in hams for our ministry to bless. You can't outgive him. Say, I can't outgive him. Say, I'm going to change. You heard him, Pastor. I'm getting him, Pastor. I love this better than football, man. I'm telling you. I get excited when I see Christians change. I get excited because it saddens me when I drive in my car and I get a phone call and it's a Christian that's just down and depressed when we're supposed to be the happiest people of the bunch. We're supposed to be the most excited one. We're, we've got the living hope. I mean, when we think about that the man that spoke his voice and created existence speaks to us today, listen, he takes time to speak to us. He takes time. He knows my name. Amen. He knows my name. And I can quote stats for the quarterback, and I can't study a Bible verse and memorize it. I don't know if y'all watch football. I really don't, so don't get mad. <laughs> I just know it's crazy. You know, when I was praying in worship, the, the, the Lord reminded me that we came from dust. Anybody ever heard that? 
You understand dust is rejected earth that never settled. It's floating around, timeless, spaceless. It doesn't have a home. Why are we trying to make this our home? Because we're returning to that same timeless, rejected matter. That's where we're returning, back to dust. And we spend all of our lives stressed, stressed and worried. You okay, everybody? Yeah. Stressed and worried. We, we spend all of our time stressed and worried, Pastor. So much. You understand Michael Jackson was a wealthy guy and he could, he could not buy sleep. He tried and he died from buying rest. He couldn't get rest. Why are we holding on to money? The whole word for the money currency is from the, the ocean where the current comes in and the current goes out and the current comes in and the current goes out. And when you restrict the flow of currency, you might look like you've got something going on, but the devil will destroy it and you will be living in a mansion by yourself, even if there's 12 people around you. Wow. Michael Jackson had a staff and died lonely and all the money in the world. Get rid of all that selfishness, man, because there's dying generations. Raise your hand if you rent or own a home. Just raise your hand if you rent or own a home. Does anybody rent or own a home? And I guess the rest of y'all live in a doghouse or an apartment or I don't know. <laughs> okay. So if you have a home, probably 12, 15, 20 people, why aren't we taking people in and living with us? My wife and I do it over 20 years. We've never had a vacant home. We've helped one, two families, three families. We bless them. We are the answer to the world's problems. We are the answer to the world's problems. And listen, I lived that life, man. I lived that life. We had the huge house. We had, one time we had over 120 people come over for Christmas. We had it. Now we live in, how big, 1,200 square feet? And we're happier than ever before because we have the finances to support the kingdom like no other time. Amen. Our house now, if anybody doesn't know, I want to share it with you real briefly because God blesses us tremendously. Don't hate, but appreciate My wife's mother was 80 years old. She broke her shoulder and had to have it replaced. The quick story is I told her, we got to buy a house by your mom so you can be close to your mom. So their next-door neighbor's house came up, and he asked, what do we want to offer for it? We told him 150 155 I think he wanted 170 or something like that. And I said, no, this is too much. So a week or two later, my wife was driving out. But before that, I told her, the Lord spoke to me. He's going to give us a house on that street for $25,000. When there's nothing selling for under 170, 180. So a couple weeks later, she's driving by two houses down. There's an old man mowing the yard. And she stops. They get to talking. His daughter and her were friends in middle school. And he says, well, what's going on? And she's like, well, we would like to buy your house. I need to help my mom. He said, well, how much do you think the house is worth? And my wife told him about 150, 155,000. It needs a lot of work. And he said, I'll sell it to you for 25,000 cash. Now, I'm not going to boast. It's not about boasting about us, praise God, but my wife and I live off 49% of our income or less. We give away 51% because it's not about us, and we never want it to be about us. Amen. And it's possible because there's people out there living on 80 or 90%. He said we're going to go off to do greater things. Greater things. So, so listen, it takes faith for each of us to step out on nothing and believe for something, and it's necessary for us to read the Bible to hear and receive a blessing. Revelation 1.3 says, blessed is the person that reads this word. They hear the word of the prophecy and they keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Blessed is the person who reads. That word blessed in the Greek is makrios, which means happy. It means to be envied supremely. I love being in that position, man. I love it. How many want to be blessed? Shall be blessed. Three people. I don't want y'all to be left behind. How many want to be blessed? Shout be blessed. Be blessed. Amen. Shout greater things. Amen. See, our faith journey is crazy to the world. First Corinthians 1.18 says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. And the word in the Greek, you got to learn the Greek with this, man. If you don't have a, an app that has Greek and a strong concordance, get one. The word in the uh, foolishness in the Greek is morias, which comes for the word moron. 
So those that don't believe were morons, think we're foolish. But unto us which are saved, the preaching of the cross is the power of God. Look to your neighbor and say, is that you, that moron, and say, it's not me. We have three types. Listen, we have three types. You always, you always hear about the believer and the unbeliever. Anybody ever heard believers and unbelievers? Yep. What about the make-believers? Wow. That's some of us here today. That's what the Bible promises. It's not what I'm saying, but most people aren't going to get a hold of it because that word many is actually 50% or more aren't going to get a hold of this. When he went sowing seed, it fell on poor grounds. They all received it, but only one kept it. That's just Bible. That's why you got to read this book. Amen. Revelation 3.16, who knows that one by heart? That's the first one I memorized. So then because you are lukewarm and you're not hold or, that you're not cold or hot, I will vomit you from my mouth. That's Jesus' letters of red. Because you're that make-believer. You're in that middle. But I have some news for the haters and the naysayers. It's not foolishness to believe in the gospel. It's called faith. And as we read and listen and learn and apply the word of God, we understand something very, very clear. John 10, 10 says, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. And I've come that they may have life and that they may have life more abundantly. That's a promise. Stay in that, that section of believers. Shout abundant. Shout blessed. Greater things. Now, will we do it and believe it? That's what we got to get to that place where we do it and believe it. God's desires all of us all of the time. He's not a part-time God. And I see it every day, every day. People call me, they text me, can you pray for me? I said, when's the last time you prayed for yourself? Don't call me with a pity party because I'm going to hold you with grace and truth. Truth. <laughs> See, everybody talks about grace, and we learned that in the men's Bible study, but, man, we get offended when it comes to the truth. So there's going to be a point in a time, if you call me, call me. We're going to talk about it. Then I'm going to ask you, what are you going to do to fix it? And then, and then I'm going to give you a Bible verse, and I'm going to tell you to study it, and then call me back after you learned it. Because I'm tired of playing games in the body of Christ because the end time is near. Because there's people hurting, there's people that need help, there's people that are dying and sick, they're in bondage, and we're the answer. Amen. But we're so busy living our comfortable lives. You know, I, I want to share this, and again, I, I, listen, y'all sometimes, Pastor and I were talking about this, may think Pastor calls me and says, hey, can you bring this up, we're struggling with, no, that doesn't happen. The Lord tells me what to say, the Lord tells him what to say. So that doesn't happen. It's just really unique that the Lord knows who needs what in the body of Christ at that particular time. Amen. So Matthew 22, 37 through 39, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Now what percentage of that is for the world? Come on, man. Why are we giving the world 30%, 50%, 20%? And look, I know it sounds crazy. Don't come to my house for entertainment unless you like to watch sermons. That's what we watch. Don't, don't come to my house. I'm just telling you, we got rid of the worldly stuff because I'm not of this world. I want to be so on fire that when I walk by somebody, the anointing is so heavy, they say, man, what is it in you? Jesus Christ. Because I want to dilute the flesh, man. There's not a day goes by. If I do watch a movie, my wife and I go to the movies once in a while, I promise you, I double the time in the Word. You'll make all kinds of time for all kinds of nonsense, but make all kinds of excuses to study the book. Please invite me back. Who's heard of Paul Washer? I, okay, I, I, I knew Paul Washer before his first YouTube video came out, before he had seven likes on YouTube. And I remember Paul Washer saying, you know how hard it is to come and preach a message knowing I'll never be invited back? <laughs> but I know you guys, listen, that's why I love coming here. Because when I come into the, 
the driveway, people are excited. You can feel the presence of the Lord is here. We were playing that on the way in. The presence of, listen, it, we, we come into his gates with and into his courts with. When you come into that gate, man, you start giving him, thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that you're, you've taken the time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You give him the thanks that he deserves. That's the first and greatest commandment. Oh, Pastor, this is the one I really don't like to say. The first and greatest commandment. The second, of, listen, God's been working on me for this for several years in my personal life, but over two years to preach this constantly, constantly. The second one is just like it. You shall, what's that say? Okay, that's how y'all read it, but now how do you live it? Let's say, uh, lo love my neighbor just a little bit under myself. Love my, love my grandkids better than my neighbors, is that what it says? Pastor, I'm sorry. Maybe I don't know how to read. That word neighbor in the Greek, again, I knew you guys didn't have time to study it, so I studied it for you. Say thank you. <laughs> that word neighbor is any person in your vicinity, not just your next door neighbor. It's where two or more are near each other. We're supposed to love them how? Are we doing it? No, just be honest. Grace and what? <laughs> I learned that years ago. And it convicted my wife so much that I cried for days, man. I cried and I cried and I said, I've been living it wrong. I've been living everything up wrong. I've been living and loving my grandkids better than. Now, listen, we have a responsibility. The Bible says to take care of our family. That's our responsibility. But we're called to love our neighbor just like ourselves. So when we go get a haircut, I pay for another haircut because I love myself enough to get a haircut. When we buy new shoes, I buy a stranger new shoes because I love myself enough to get shoes. I'm just saying, watch what God does when you live like that. When you live like that. You guys are blessed to have the, 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 the caring anointing of this ministry and what they do and house people and take care of. That's a blessing, man. That's not happening everywhere. It should be happening everywhere. But that should be your example of how to live. Hey, pastor, you know what? We ain't got enough room. I got room. I can make room. I can make room. I can take one in. I can help one. You imagine we could change the world? Literally, we could change the world. You know, uh, y'all didn't see it, but I, I, I just donated my hair a few, few weeks ago, the, the couple days before I came down. And that was the sixth time that I've donated my hair for the kids with cancer. Because my hair is not my own. Because all of me belongs to who? But I go to the beauty shop and say, this is how I like it, sir. Uh, Ma'am, I want to cut like this because I need to look like this. But the Bible says all of me belongs to him. Amen. That hair is not yours. <laughs> Listen, you guys got to get just as excited as you were during worship. You got to get excited for truth, man. That's what the Bible says. The truth will set you free. But it's even bigger than that. It says they shall know the truth. And I like to say the truth that they know will set them free. You know, we got a lot of truth, but we don't want to do it. Oh, but I'm a Christian. Listen, y'all may not have noticed, but I got a bumper sticker on my car. <laughs> I mean, I might be flipping you off down the highway, but I got a bumper sticker and a rosary around my way. You know what I'm saying? I'm just telling you, man, that's the way the world is today. We want to be so close to the world and give God what's left over. out that ain't right that ain't right it's not biblical you realize being humble my wife taught me this being humble is not thinking less of yourself but it's actually thinking of yourself less often come on man there's the bible says when you humble yourself in due season he will lift you up but i have great news first we need a savior say i need a savior Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Amen. Listen, we need freedom from bondage and death. Do we believe that, right? Amen. John 11.44. Can you bring that up for a second, sis? John 11. Man, you are. Golly. Man. 
I get excited, man. I know y'all aren't going to want to be my friends because you don't want to be excited all day. <laughs> I know it. You don't want to change your life. Why hang around a person that can help change your life? I like my whatever and, and put in a whatever word. But if you're going to come around me, you're going to get excited. Because, man, we've got amazing things happening all over the world. Even with the negative things that the media wants you to see, there's so much more good happening. And America is the smallest, youngest. We're just a toddler to this world. We're, we're a few hundred years old, where these other countries are 3,000 years old. and twenty. We're small. They've already went through all these problems. They already went through all this, and they rebuild. And I mean, that's just part of, the, part of us. How many of us have failed? Why do we think America won't fail? We need to be set free from bondage. John eleven forty four. 44. Man, I love this, man. And he that was dead came forth. That was Lazarus. Bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And Jesus was bound, and, and, and his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, loose them and let them go. You know who the them is? Raise their hand if you're a them. Everybody raise your hand. I'll help you. I wasn't good at test either. <laughs> You're the them. You're the them. Loose them and let them go. That's our responsibility. The preacher is going to give the word. It's our job to help teach people to be set free from the garbage of this world. That's what our job. Loose them. Jesus didn't say, now that I brought them out of the grave, I loose them. He told the people, loose them. That's our responsibility. We need to be set free. John 8.36. Golly. I'm going to try to do it fast and see if I get her. John 8.36. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Say free indeed. If there's any sick, then we shall lay hands and they will recover. That word sick in the Greek is astheno, which means physically or morally sick. Can y'all get it? I love to study the word in the Greek because I want to get a deeper understanding of what God's word is. Amen. I want to get an intimate understanding of how I can change my life, how I can be a better Christian, how I can do the things. So, so there's an app on the phones that you can get. It's called Bible Hub. It's a free app. And it teaches you that. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And I'm making a declaration of Mark 6, 15 through 20. 6, 15 through 20. And we're almost done, guys. And we got some sloppy joes. Say sloppy joes, slop, sloppy joes. Don't say the next one. Meatloaf sandwich. <laughs> you remember that one? Sloppy joes. Cafeteria lady. Just... Just me, I guess. <laughs> I'll take the blame. I repent. Come on, man. We're going to have some sloppy joes, man. Get excited. <laughs> I love fellowship. Who, who, you don't have to bring this one up, sis, man, because it's like when I speak, she, she got it. <laughs> it's not in the notes. So who, who, who can read Psalm 133? Who can read Psalm 133? Who can read Psalm 133? I'll, I'll give you guys one second here. Psalm 133. 133. Somebody got it? All right, let's get it. So, so can you stand up and read it if you don't mind? That's good. Right there. Psalm 133. Here, brother, I want to bless you with some lunch later. Amen. You got free sloppy joes today. So listen, man. Psalm 133. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. We're about to break bread in unity, man. Amen. Get excited. <laughs> you know how many people in how many countries that the Bible's banned in over 52 nations? They can't preach the gospel. They can't read the gospel. You know, they're, they're, they literally are dying to be able to read this book in a secret cave with a little bit of a flashlight or a light from a lantern or some wood sticks, and they're hiding just so they can read the gospel, and we want to take it for granted. 
Have you ever read Fox's Book of Martyrs? Fox's Book of Martyrs. I'll give you a minute to type it down because most of y'all look like you want to read it. Fox's Book of Martyrs. I like to help people. Fox's Book of Martyrs. It's about a whole bunch of people through the generations that have died to preach the gospel. And when I say die, they were ripped apart. They were cut by saws in half while they were still alive. And all we're going to do is live in our big, fancy, comfortable house and our comfortable car and call ourselves Christians while people are dying every day. Just to, just to have a scrap. I mean, in, in Korea, they're literally dropping Bibles by helicopters and people rushing to go get a Bible. And we won't pick ours up. But y'all notice I got a bumper sticker on my car, right? <laughs> One time we were, we were at church lane. I never told you the story because, you know, Latin Bible Institute, right, the college, they changed the name to Christ Mission Church now, I think. But they, they, they come to the church a lot, these Bible scholars and these Bible students. And the one young man wanted to meet me. And I happened to be at church that Sunday. And he had this beautiful cross. He was wearing this beautiful cross. And I love crosses. And I said, hey, aren't you supposed to wear that on your back? Because you're supposed to be carrying it. <laughs> he turned it around. He said, you're right. <laughs> I love the Bible. I love the Bible. I love the stories of the Bible. It's what keeps me encouraged. It's what keeps me going strong. It's what gives me faith. The stories of the Bible are so unique. I'm going to make a declaration here. Mark 16, 15 through 20. 16, 15 through 20. And he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. When I think of the pastors that are taking time to pray for us today, that's huge, man. When I think of the people that have prayed for me in my life, man, I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for the ones that I never even got to meet that prayed for me. I'm grateful that when I was such a horrible person, somebody prayed for me that I didn't even know. Amen. Parking lot, cutting someone off when I was rude and mean to people. And that person just, I remember their face. They said, I'll pray for you, son. I laughed. I'm grateful for that person now. When I was receiving these texts all night, all night, messages, man, of pastors and preachers all over the world praying for us today. They don't have to, guys. Why? 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 Why do they want to pray for a little church in Mercedes, Texas? I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful. I never, 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 never take this book for granted. I remember being locked up and I didn't have it. And all I had was the verses, the little bit that I had memorized until I finally was released and they got my Bible back. I remember Brother Seymour, man, on Cherry Street in San Antonio back in the 80s and early 90s. He was a black preacher, street preacher. He had benches in his yard that he painted and it said pregnant hookers bench, crackhead bench. And he put all these people, I'm not lying, Seymour Perkins. On Cherry Street, which was a prostitute street, huge. And he would take me in and he would feed me when I had nothing. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that God would even remember my name. I'm grateful. Do you understand that how many great people died to preach this Bible? And here I am, nothing but a filthy rag, and he allows me to preach this Bible? I'm grateful. I don't take this Bible for granted, man. This is the living source in my life. My home is open all the time for anybody, all the time. I love this book, man. I love this book, man. 
My prayer is that you guys would love this book. <laughs> it's great to be popular. It's great to have money. It's great to have fame. It's all that is fun. But if you ain't got Jesus first, man, if you don't have Jesus first, baby, where's my towel, baby? I stole this from the hotel. I'll get it back. <laughs> Say it's okay. <laughs> uh, we booked again. We'll be back next month. <laughs> That's what they get for not having extended checkout, right? <laughs> we were with Brian Karn. Anybody know Brian Karn? Prophet Brian Karn. We were with him one time, and he had one of these. And he's a bald-headed black dude, and he's doing this number, and he's sweating. And he said, man, I got to stop. He stopped in front of like 5,000 people, and he said, I have to repent. I take these from the hotel. <laughs> Woo, come on, somebody. It's okay. They'll get it back. Say it's okay. <laughs> he that believeth is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. Man, that's, that's my worst dream. When I saw Lane coming in the parking lot of a church, I cried. And I held him. I hugged him. Because I didn't want to see Lane go to hell. When my mom was dying and I had an opportunity to call, I told her I love her and I'd love to see her, but better so. I want to make sure she gets into heaven. We're so easy. And I love that we were out on the street yesterday. Praise God what you were doing. But what if we had that same energy in our homes with our cousins and our aunts and our uncles, man? What if we stay the same path? where we can go correct a drunkard and a whore and a prostitute and a crackhead if we can go and correct our T.O. and P.O. What if we took that same passion to our households? Wow, we could change the world, Pastor. We could change the world. I know. I've watched it. I've watched friends, man. I praise God that you found a place to get straight, man. I praise God. So when Lane said, hey, can you come down and meet him? I'm Lane, if, it, if, if, if I could just be friends with the people that changed my friend's life, what honor, what honor that would be. Because I love Lane. And me, many, many, many other friends and family. You know, you guys might laugh, but we give Christmas gifts. We don't give worldly gifts. We give Bibles and we give uh, devotionals. We, give, we don't give worldly gifts. What's that good for? I know, I know you're going to go home and say, man, that guy's too radical. He's too crazy. But I'm telling you, most of you would want to exchange my personal life for yours. Because I'm blessed, Pastor. I'm blessed. Beyond measure, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing. I, I, I would take just pressed down. <laughs> I would take just give it to me, just a little bit. But you're saying it's been pressed down? Come on, y'all had a bowl of cereal and you shook it just to get a little more in there and that's what he does for the overflow in our lives? He presses it down? And then watch, the overflow comes in because you got to pour some milk in the cereal, right? And now it's covering. It's flowing through and it's getting full, man. And then if it's cornflakes, you add some sugar on it, man. Look at that. <laughs> Press down, shake it. There's, look, your bowl of cornflakes is a three-time blessing. I look at things differently. I look at them through the eyes of the lens of the Lord as I try my hardest to be that person. So he that believes and baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Do we believe it? And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents and... If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Say, I believe that. I believe that. So then after the Lord had spoken to unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. 
and they went forth and preached everywhere. Say everywhere. everywhere. But do we believe that? Do we live it? It's the same yesterday, today, forever. Man, we got such a big duty and responsibility to preach this gospel to all the nations. We got a huge responsibility and duty. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs. Following amen. Amen. I am a product of God's grace and mercy. His favor, his love. I'm a product of that. The Bible says that, that in his hands we're the potter. And, and at one point it was marred. It was no good. He tried. Listen, I know at one point in your life, my life, Lane's life, at all of our lives, we became Christians. And we got excited. And then we fell away. We got distracted. We walked away. We're not as sold out as we first were. We've allowed the world to influence us. And I taught about that word influence briefly yesterday. But we allowed the world to influence us. Instead of us influencing the world. We need to get back to greater things. Greater things. We're going to have an opportunity right now. That I'm going to pray and I'm going to lay hands. And if you have a specific need, let me know, and I'm going to pray for that need. You're welcome to come up here. You're welcome to come up here. Do, do we need to do an offering first? We can wait. Okay. So, so and, and you know what? I want to share this with you, and again, I hope Pastor doesn't mind. And Pastor will confirm this. I don't take any money. I don't take any offerings from this church. I don't want anybody to ever have an excuse that he just came to preach because we pay him or we give him. No. Everywhere I go, I pay for my own air flights, I pay for my own hotels, I pay for my own rental cars, and I come to give money to people, and I come to be a blessing. Because God's given me this message for free. So I give it for free. So I don't want anybody to ever feel that anything you give to the church is going to go to me. It's not. I, I want 100% of it to stay here because you guys are doing a mighty work. And we are blessed. Our ministry is blessed that people do bless our ministry periodically, and I, I'll receive that. That's okay. But I don't do it at a church. I mean, it's a Thursday night and someone calls me. I said, praise God. I encourage you guys, if you haven't been in that place where you, you give, learn to give and give to this place tremendously because, man, they're doing a mighty work of God. Like, I don't, I don't see this very often. I don't see this very often. So I'm a product of God's grace, his mercy, his favor, and his love, and you can be a product of that.